Hello and welcome to another edition of Club Sports 10-Bit Podcast. This week we're looking at one of the most commonly used mental skills in sport, which is goal setting. It's said that setting goals without objectives and a timeline is a dream. So a question I've got for everyone at the moment, right at the start of this presentation is, what was your goal? What was your dream as a child? Growing up in England, my dream was to play professional football and to play for my team, Leeds United. However, I had no timeline, I had no objective, I didn't know how to get there. So as with the millions and millions of soccer players of the world over, I was a contender. I was someone who loved playing the game and then got into coaching. Since then, I took up another sport, triathlon. And when I got into it, I, I'd done it really to keep fit, to play soccer. So I swam, I biked and I ran just to keep fit. And then I started racing and I had done well. I got a few results. I moved to Canada and I started competing in Ironman. But I never had a goal of trying to get to the top or get to Hawaii. I knew it was possible if I followed training and competing in races. And it's interesting that the outcome goal of playing for Leeds United, I never achieved. The process goal of competing with myself to be the best I could be got me to Hawaii, the big island, for the World Championship in Ironman in three races out of six. So I've done nine Ironmen to date through chasing a process goal. So in my earlier races, I used to set three timeline goals. My first goal was to finish. If I finished, then that was great. The second one was to finish within a set time. If I'd done that, that was fantastic. The third one was unbelievable. And the fourth one, which would have probably got me to Hawaii, was out of this world. So I know I'm not a bad swimmer, I love riding a bike and I could chase people down, but my running from my background, running around a soccer field chasing the ball, gave me great speed on the run. And I just pushed my body to achieve what I could on the process goal. So the essence of what I'm reflecting on here is the outcome goals are dangerous. You need to have a plan to achieve those. The process goals will lead you to an outcome. But in setting all your goals, you need flexibility and adaptability to accept what's going to happen on the day. The beauty of a triathlon is it's, it could be anything up to 17 hours and it is what it is on the day and you have to compete with that. It's not just a case of being a good athlete. There might be lots of mishaps. So I now hope to reflect on some of the theoretical and the practical application of goal setting. And I just want you to think about what are your goals? What is your dream goal? So whether you're an athlete or a coach, how do you go about setting your goals at the beginning of a competitive season, whether it's for games or within your training program? How do you set them? Are they process goals, performance goals, or outcome goals? That's what we're going to look at now and try and guide you through some of the processes that are there to support you on making effective goals for you or your athletes. Now, many coaches will be aware of the acronym SMART goals. Specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. These are the rules that we use to develop goals. So what is a specific goal? It may be to win a championship. Is it measurable? Yes, by winning games, you can measure your progress towards that. Is it achievable? Depending on the resources that you have available. Is it realistic? And is it time-bound? Now, these are great in setting those goals. And one of the challenges that I feel throughout the, the goal-setting process is the last two. So smarter, ER. The E is evaluate and the R is readjust. And this is where I feel sometimes setting outcome goals leads coaches and athletes astray. So we set the SMART goal 
and it may be to win a championship. It may to be to get a certain personal best in running. And we follow that process. But what happens when there's setbacks and things occur? There's injuries, there's illness, and we have to readjust those, those goals. So these are considerations that I feel coaches need to take. And the most important is a coach is traditionally the tactical, technical expert within the team environment. And are they the, always the best positioned person to reflect upon goals for the athletes? I recently done a goal setting strategy with a whole team of players and then went back to challenge the players on the goals that they set. Not to say that they were right or wrong, but to challenge them to think a little bit deeper on the superficial goals that they initially set for themselves. So as athletes, it's easy to consider and develop the most superficial goals you can. In running, it might be to improve my PB but with no forethought of how. In soccer, I recently worked with a team and 75% of the players said they were going to work on their weaker foot. And so my challenge was why? If your right foot is your strongest foot and it give, delivers success for you, why not enhance that rather than spending 80% of your time on that weaker component of your game? You want to enhance what you're strong at. So sometimes a mental skills coach is the best person to come in from an objective point of view rather than the coach who's more subjective with the players and the interaction to challenge the players in developing and refining real concrete process goals. So let's quickly look at outcome, process and performance goals. For me, an outcome goal is a dream goal that is easily measurable and defined, but often challenging to achieve because you don't have control over all the parameters that lead to that success. Next is the process goal. And these for me are the most effective goals that we can try and encourage our athletes to develop. So the goals that lead to the outcome. If I was working with a high jumper, I'd need to consider developing areas like physical strength, power from their legs, and the psychological aspect of jumping over that bar. So these are some of the processes that lead to the achieving the outcome goal. Now the final one is the performance goal. And for me, this is the feeling, the feeling that drives you in your performance. So when that high jumper is running towards his takeoff, how do they feel? It's the aesthetic feeling, the internal drive that pushes them to get over that bar. So in order to achieve the outcome, you must be motivated through a performance goal and then the process, understand the critical pathway that's gonna get you there. The stride length, the speed that you need in your takeoff, the power that's generated from your liftoff and the flip obviously to get over the bar. In defining your own goals, it's important that you look at the individual that you're working with or a team and break down what's required in their performance to achieve the desired outcome and then build backwards from that. A great strategic method of doing this is to look at the four corner player development model that I've used before that includes one corner of physical, one of technical, tactical, psychological, and then the social corners. Take your athlete's performance and strip out all those four corners and set goals in each of those to build on their development. Now, this is really talking about the individual athlete. If you're working within a team, you may need to define team goals before the individual because you've then got to fit the individual within the team goals. So for an example, in soccer, if we're working a team to play with a high press, we need to make sure that players playing within the system understand the system and where their attributes come into the game. So as a defensive player, you may be a wide attacking defensive player. So you're gonna to need to be making those runs down the field. If you're playing in Canadian football, 
then every individual player has specific roles that they need to perform. And you can understand why there are so many coaches involved in the game of football. Looking at specific roles, attributes and goals for those athletes in order to make the team work. Now, this isn't just a simple process of identifying goals. It's also important that athletes and coaches mark these down, make notes on them. Don't say it, ink it. Share them, broadcast them. Tell friends, family, teammates what your goals are and how you're going to achieve them. Because once a statement is out there, it's key that you adhere to them and you stick to them because other people can hold you accountable to achieving these goals. Yet in doing so, it's also important, like I say, to understand that they are fluid. It's not a a case of setting a goal and working each day, increasing the likelihood of achieving it. There's going to be setbacks and injuries. Now, an indirect consideration in setting goals is it also helps coaches and athletes identify potential obstacles and challenges to achieving their goal. And it's also important to recognize that no two journeys of any athletes are the same. So I've used the example of Gianluca Vialli, who came from a really affluent background, and his challenge, his obstacles, was to prove that despite the silver spoon, he was a strong enough player to hold a professional contract. On the adverse side, we've got people like Lionel Messi, who have come from poverty and used that as their struggle to achieve greatness and then maintain that. So when we set these goals, we've also got to take in always the consideration of the player, their experiences, their hopes, and what they feel they can achieve. So this again reverts to what I said earlier. It's great that a coach can set goals for their team, but the coach's main role is to support the technical and tactical aspects of performance. We have individual athletes, the coach is there to drive the technical aspects of that performance. So this is where I'm suggesting the mental skills coach to come in and support the coach and the athletes to get on the same page and understand where they're coming from in setting these goals that will drive the athlete's journey and help them get closer to achieving their dream goals, whether that's to play for Leeds United or to qualify and race in the Ironman World Championships in Hawaii. So I hope this podcast has allowed you to reflect on setting goals for your athletes or your team or even yourself as a coach. But some of the take-home messages for me is get the support of a mental skills coach to talk through and challenge your understanding of setting goals and the goals that you set for yourself. Agree on the type of goal that you want and the objective, but also recognize that it's the process that leads us to the outcome, not the outcome that leads us to the process. Also, make a statement of intent, written and public. Let people know what you're trying to achieve. That will keep you true in your pursuit to achieving those goals. And then lastly, do not forget to reflect upon performance and the learning and readjust. There will be setbacks. There's no straight road to glory. And the one thing that every champion in any sport has had is adversity. And they've had to reset and realign their goals. So please, set your dream goal. Work backwards, identify the obstacles, make the process goals and really embrace the performance goal that will lead you, your athletes and your team to the glory that their efforts warrant. I thank you for listening to the podcast this week. Please reflect back and listen to some of the previous podcasts as there's lots of useful information on those as well. And feel free to drop me an email, feedback and ask any questions that you've got in terms of mental skills and performance coaching with your team or your athletes. Thank you and we look forward to seeing you again soon. Stay safe and play smart.